This is A-State Connections on KASU. I'm Jonathan Reeves. This is a weekly segment called A-State Connections and Create at State, Making Connections That Count. In this segment, we air recordings from sixth graders at Nettleton STEAM. They put together podcast segments on weather and climate, and we air four groups of students for you today. The first group consists of Chloe Anderson, Jordan Dykus, Piper Hottinger, Brooklyn Mason, and Addison Pillow. Hi, my name's Addison. My name's Piper. I'm Chloe. I'm Jordan. And I'm Brooklyn. The reason we are talking about the aftermath of tornadoes is because we like learning and are very interested in them. Can tornadoes be stopped? It's not possible to stop a tornado. Tornadoes are most powerful force. They contain six times the energy density of a hurricane. Can two tornadoes collide? Yes, when two tornadoes meet, they merge into one. It's rare, but possible when it does occur, it usually involves a satellite tornado being absorbed by a parent tornado or a merger of two members of a tornado family. How do I know a tornado is coming? Some ways to know if a tornado is coming or forming is very large hail, a wall cloud, or a large lowering cloud formation, greenish blackish sky, intense wind shift, like the wind may die down or become very still, a loud roar, approaching cloud debris even if the funnel isn't visible. Can tornadoes form over water? Tornadoes can form over water. Tornado water spouts are tornadoes that form over water and have the same characteristics of a land tornado. Things you shouldn't do or should do during a tornado. Something you shouldn't do is stand near windows or glass objects. Don't stay in mobile homes. Most tornadoes can destroy mobile homes, though you should get out as quickly as possible and find a shelter or lay flat low on the ground protecting your head from falling objects. How did tornadoes die down? Tornadoes are able to die down when they are when they move over to colder grounds or when they the cumulus clouds above them start to break up. What exactly is a tornado? A tornado is a violent rotating column of air ex- extending from a thunderstorm to the ground. Wind speeds can get up to 300 miles per hour, causing thousands of dollars worth of damage. How does a tornado form? A large thunderstorm occurs in a cumulonimbus cloud and a change in wind direction and wind speed at high altitudes causes air to swirl horizontally. The rising air from the ground pushes up on the swirling air and tips it over. The funnel of swirling air begins to suck up more warm air from the ground. What happens after a tornado? Since tornadoes are often spawned from thunderstorms, there's usually a heavy downpour of rain after the tornado passes. Even though there may be no rain present during the actual tornado, flooding is a very real possibility. There may also be damaging hail. You should also watch out for falling electrical lines or other falling things. What is a cumulonimbus cloud? A cumulonimbus cloud is a dense, towering vertical cloud forming from water vapor carried by powerful upwards air currents. If observed during a storm, these clouds may be referred as to thunderheads. Cumulonimbus can form alone in clusters or along front squirrel lines. Did you know there's more than one type of tornado? There's the cone tornado, wedge tornado, multi-vortex, and satellite tornadoes, non-supercell tornadoes. 
What do you do in a tornado while driving? Stay in the car with the seatbelt on. Put your head down below the windows. Cover your head with your hands in a blanket, coat, or other cushion if possible. If you can safely get noticeable lower than the level of the roadway, leave your car and lie in that area covering your head with your hand. Can tornadoes look invisible? A tornado is a narrow, violent, rotating column of air that extends from a thunderstorm to the ground. Because the wind is invisible, it is hard to see a tornado unless it forms a condensation funnel made up of water droplets, dust, and debris. Can a tornado cause a tsunami? Meteorological tsunamis are caused by the weather events such as squalls, tornadoes, thunderstorms, frontal systems, generally anything that causes an abrupt change in atmospheric pressure. How likely are tornadoes during hurricanes? Tornadoes start in the outer edges of a hurricane. Once a, once a storm is over land, the increase in surface friction can, land, can lead to twisters. When they form, tornadoes are created in the outer rain bands of hurricane. Dr. Hauser said which contains convected cells, thunderstorms of their own. Can you breathe in a tornado? Researchers estimate that the density of the air would be 20% lower than what's found at high altitudes. To put this in perspective, breathing in a tornado would be equivalent to breathing at an altitude of 8,000 miles. At that level, you gener generally need assistance to be able to breathe. Damage path of the tornadoes can be in excess of one mile wide and 50 miles long. On the 18th of March in Missouri, Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro Illinois, in 1925, a tornado stayed on the ground for three and a half hours, killing 695 people. Tornadoes can occur without frontal clouds. Most likely, the pressure to drop and lift in tornado vortex was too weak and too cool. States in Tornado Alley are Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, Colorado, and New Mexico. Tornadoes can last for a couple minutes or long hours. That was Chloe Anderson, Jordan Dykus, Piper Hottinger, Brooklyn Mason, and Addison Pillow. Next is Reese Jackson, Destin Gary, and Jacob Robinson. Hello, my name is Reese. I'm here with Destin and Jacob. Today we're going to be talking about tsunamis. Destin, do you want to talk about how tsunamis form? Yeah, sure. Tsunamis form when two of the Earth's tectonic plates shift together to cause an underwater earthquake. This causes the water in the ocean floor to fall back and then rush it to land all at once in a giant wave. I mean, Destin, what exactly are tectonic plates? Tectonic plates are a massive, abnormal shape, slab of solid rock. Jacob, tell us how to stay safe during a tsunami. Some tips on staying safe during the tsunami are first, protect yourself from an earthquake. Get to high ground as fast as possible. Also, be alert to signs of a tsunami, such as sudden rise or draining of ocean waters. Lastly, listen to emergency information and alerts. Reese, tell us some facts about tsunamis. About 80% of tsunamis happen within the Pacific Ocean's rings of fire. Reese, what is a ring of fire? Oh, I know what the ring of fire is. It is a path along the Pacific Ocean characterized by active volcanoes and frequent earthquakes. 
Oh, cool. Some other facts are the first wave of tsunami isn't usually not the strongest. The waves slowly get bigger and stronger. Tsunamis can travel at the speed of about 500 miles or 805 kilometers an hour, almost as fast as a jet. Oh yeah, that made me remember. Do you want to know something that I learned the other day? What? The states in the U.S. at greatest risk for tsunamis are Hawaii, Alaska, Washington, Oregon, and California. I'm glad I live in Arkansas. Have you ever thought about the biggest tsunami ever recorded was? No, but that makes me curious. Tell me more. The biggest tsunami was about 525 meters, or 1,720 feet. It happened in Latuya Bay in 1958. This massive tremor triggered around 30.6 million cubic meters of rock to fall 3,000 feet into the Latuya Glacier, causing the torrent of displaced water to rear up and form a monstrous wave which miraculously only killed five people. After a 7.8 earthquake throttled the nearby Fairweather Hole, a rock slide sent 90 million tons of rock plunging into the bay, an amount that was the same size as 8 million dump truck loads. Wow, that's a lot of rocks. Oh yeah, do you know what makes a tsunami a tsunami? What? A tsunami is a series of extremely long waves caused by a large and sudden displacement of the ocean, usually the result of an earthquake below or near the ocean floor. What's the difference between a tsunami and a hurricane? The difference between a tsunami and a hurricane is a storm in the atmosphere and the tsunami is a huge tidal wave in the ocean. Okay, that makes more sense. Do you know what doesn't make sense though? Why is it called a tsunami instead of just a giant wave? It's called a tsunami because the word tsunami is a Japanese word from a double root. Tsunami, su, meaning Port or harbor, tsunami meaning wave. What is the most fatal tsunami? One of the largest tsunamis ever recorded ripped through an undersea hole in the Indian Ocean, propelling a massive column of water towards the unsuspecting shore. The Boxing Day tsunami would have been the deadliest recorded, taking a staggering 230,000 lives in a matter of hours. Dustin, what are the countries at most risk of a tsunami? The countries at most risk of a tsunami are USA, Australia, Japan, Chile, and India. I think that's it for today. We hope you learned something. Have a great day. That was Reese Jackson, Dustin Gary, and Jacob Robinson. Next is Joshua Wright and Caden Hardaway. Hey everyone, I'm Caden Hardaway. And I'm Joshua Wright. We're both in sixth grade from Nelson Steam. And welcome to Hurricane Facts, where we talk about hurricanes, what to expect, the three signs of a hurricane, and most importantly, a safe place to get. In this podcast, I'm also going to teach you how a hurricane forms, the power, the destruction, how massive, and the aftermath of a hurricane. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some science. When a hurricane is approaching, expect things like heavy rains, high strong winds, a storm surge, and maybe tornadoes. If you were wondering what a storm surge was, it's something that pushes the water onto land, causing the towns to flood. Just to be safe, especially if you live around an ocean, you must know the three signs of a hurricane. So I'm going to be telling you for your safety. First, you'll start to see and hear strong winds and dark clouds. Next, the sea level will start to rise. And lastly, the barometers will start to drop. 
A barometer is something that measures the atmospheric pressure. Just to be sure, turn on a weather channel to know more important details about the storm that is approaching your area. Now I will talk to you about the five categories of a hurricane. Let's start with the category one hurricane with wind speeds ranging from 74 to 95 miles per hour. It could have damage to roof, shingles, vinyl siding, and gutters on well-constructed frame homes. Now we get to a category two hurricane with wind speeds ranging from 96 to 110 miles per hour. Well-constructed frame homes could sustain major roof and siding damage Many shallow rooted trees will be snapped or uprooted and block numerous roads. Now we get on to a Category 3 hurricane with wind speeds ranging from 111 to 129 miles per hour. Well-built framed homes may incur major damage or removal of roof decking and gable winds. Many trees will be snapped or uprooted, blocking numerous roads. Electricity and water will be unavailable for several days to weeks after the storm passes. Speaking of Cat 3, any hurricane of Category 3 strength or higher is considered a major hurricane. This is because of the potential for significant loss of life and damage. Now Joshua will tell you about Category 4. A Category 4 hurricane, the second worst hurricane, with, that can have wind speeds ranging from 130 to 156 miles per hour. Well-built frame homes can sustain severe damage with loss of most of the roof structure and or some exterior walls. Most trees will be snapped or uprooted and power poles downed. Fallen trees and power poles will isolate residential areas. Power outages will last to weeks to possibly months. Most of that area will un be uninhabitable for weeks or months. Now we get on to the worst of the categories, which is a Category 5 hurricane. Wind speeds ranging from 157 or higher. A high percentage of framed homes will be destroyed with total roof failure and wall collapse. Fallen trees and power poles will isolate residential areas. Power outages will last for weeks to possibly months. Most of the area will be uninhabitable for weeks or months. Hurricanes are measured by using the Sapphire-Simpson scale, or the SSHS for short. A ca Category 1 hurricane is the smallest, only getting up to 300 miles wide. While the biggest hurricane, a Category 5, can get up to 600 miles wide. When all this is going on, you may be wondering what a safe place you can get. If you were in this situation, where would you go? Well, today I'm going to be telling you for your safety places to go. It'll be better to go in a building, but if you're driving, pull over to the nearest building like a gas station or any place that will get you shelter. But if you're at home, go to the lowest point in your house. When a hurricane comes through, it causes minor damage, especially if it's a Category 5 hurricane, which can cause severe damage. Watch your local weather channel, and if they say that there's a hurricane coming, Avoid driving on the road, because there could be major flooding and trees floating in the water just waiting to hit your vehicle. Now I'll send it over to Caden, who will talk about the eye of the storm. The eye is the calmest part of any hurricane. This is because the skies are clear above it and the winds are light. The eye is so calm because the strong surface winds that apply towards the center never reach it. The eye of the hurricane is 65 kilometers long and 20 to 40 miles wide. Bye, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Bye. That was Joshua Wright and Caden Hardaway. Next is Chloe Hall and Lauren Taylor. Hello, I'm Chloe Hall. And I'm Lauren Taylor. And today we'll be talking about how weather contributes to erosion. Before we begin discussing it, what is erosion? What do you think erosion is? Erosion is when natural things like wind and water move rocks or other things and chips away at them, causing things like rocks to fade away into tinier rocks. 
making them smoother or eventually turn into sand because of the wind and water currents. But rocks only turn into sand if they're, if they're clashing into other rocks or sharp hard things. Oh, and I thought erosion was some type of earthquake. That's what I used to think. So that's how sand is developed over time? If the water currents are strong enough to clash the other objects into rocks, then yes. Is there anything specific that causes erosion? Water and wind movement can cause erosion, and wind and water put the erosion into place. Ice glaciers can also cause or be considered erosion. How does weather affect erosion? Climate change, such as more frequent and intense rain events, can increase erosion and result in greater amounts of sediment, sediment being matter that settles to the bottom of liquid, washing into rivers, lakes, and streams. What kind of weather is associated with erosion? Usually, wet weather is associated with erosion. Like after rainfall, there will be erosion in rocks, dirt, etc. Flash floods, rivers, and streams can slowly erode rock, carving caves and crevices into them. And that's why over time, rocks close to water like rivers, oceans, or lakes get smaller or carved? Mm-hmm. Exactly like that. Recently, we had some rain. It caused it to flood and move parts of lands and rocks. All the recent flooding has caused lots of rapid water movement and land, which moves all these rocks and dirt onto different landforms which cause rocks get chipped or smoothened because of the rapid water streams and movement. Would that be erosion in effect? It would be erosion in effect. If it's moving parts of land eroding due to water current or strong wind, then yes, that would be erosion. All right, I was just wondering while we were discussing this certain topic. Speaking of rainfall, instead of soaking into the soil, rainwater collects and moves downslope in sheet or small stream, forming ravines and carrying soil particles. This is also erosion. Can erosion cause severe weather? Not quite, but climate change, severe storms, and flooding from global warming do cause more frequent erosions. So we have learned today that severe weathering like storms, flooding, heavy and strong wind currents, and even ice glaciers can cause erosion. We have also learned that from global warming and climate change, it has caused more erosion from all these more frequent storms. Do you think one day the amount of erosion will increase more or decrease? That's a good question. Well, personally, I think if global warming continues to rise, the, the erosion will increase. But if global warming does decrease somehow, I believe the severe weather and erosion will decrease as well. I have one last question. And I might have an answer. What's your question? Is there a way we can prevent more erosion from happening? I've never thought of that. Hmm. As a community, we can find a way to create more vegetation to prevent it since the soil and plants would absorb that liquid. I think that maybe if global warming does decrease, we wouldn't need much vegetation to prevent erosion. We're one step ahead to possibly preventing it. I'm glad you think we can. We have learned quite a bit from today's discussion, haven't we? I believe we have. Thank you all for listening and learning with the both of us. I'm glad I got to learn all these interesting things with Chloe today. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm glad we got to discuss all this with you. That should be the end of our podcast for now. Thank you again for listening. I'm Lauren Tyler. I'm Chloe Hall. And And we we thank thank you you for listening. listening. Goodbye. And that was Chloe Hall and Lauren Taylor. You've been listening to 6th graders from Nettleton Steam on KASU, as we'll have more 6th graders next week telling more about weather and climate. Now, to hear segments like this one, you can subscribe to the Credit State Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. 
and take KASU with you wherever you go and listen to segments on the KASU mobile app. And also tell others about the Created State podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as we'd love to hear from you. You're listening to A-State Connections on KASU, streaming live at KASU.org. I'm Jonathan Reeves.